0: Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, July 10th. Canada's Investment Industry Regulator is proposing changes to the way proficiency is measured, which could mean an end to mandatory courses and fewer examinations. The Canadian Investment Regulatory Organization has begun a consultation period for industry stakeholders to give their views on the potential changes, which the regulator says will enhance its proficiency regime ahead of its planned launch of new standards in 2026. Under the new proposals, the current model of courses followed by exams tied to those courses would be replaced by an assessment-centric model with some elements of mandatory education and training. The highlights of the proposals include exams for each approved person category based on the published competency profiles, no mandatory courses as prerequisites to exams, a general industry exam based on competencies common across all approved person categories, mandatory professional conduct training upon approval, continuing education training on topics mandated by the regulator annually, an increase in baseline education requirements for registered representatives to include a relevant diploma, degree, or two years of relevant experience working in financial industry and a greater role for the regulator in program design and ongoing delivery. Investors are taking a cautious approach to investing in Canada's commercial real estate market, with rising interest rates and inflation continuing as key concerns. The Altus Group's Canadian Investment Trends survey released last week reveals that the overall capitalisation rate for the four main CRE asset classes rose to 5.62% in the second quarter of 2023 from 5.47% in the previous quarter. As is generally the case, some sectors of the market are more attractive to investors than others, and suburban multiple-unit residential, food-anchored retail strip, and single-tenant industrial assets were the top three preferred property types in the second quarter. Ottawa moved ahead of Toronto as investors' preferred market, with Vancouver completing the top three. Ottawa was the only one of the three to hold steady in the percentage of investors that are looking to buy versus those looking to sell, along with the top three, Montreal, Quebec City, and Hamilton all had a positive momentum ratio, while Calgary and Edmonton had greater shares of investors looking to sell than buy. Among other key takeaways from the survey, which looks at 32 asset classes across Canada's eight largest markets, include increased cap rates for single-tenant industrial amid tight supply that's outstripped by demand. Cap rates also increased for downtown Class AA offices and Tier 1 regional malls, while there was a slight decrease for suburban multiple-unit residential. Canadian ETFs recorded another strong month of inflows in June, according to the latest analysis from National Bank of Canada. A total of billion flowed into funds during the month with a rebound for equity ETFs putting the asset class little more than $100 million behind fixed income ETFs with $1.8 billion versus $1.9 billion. The boost for equity ETFs came from international equities and Canadian equities while US equities slipped to $72 million and a year-to-date net outflow of $1.5 billion. The industries attracting the most interest were financials, energy and tech. Fixed income's $1.9 billion inflows were led again by money market funds with 792 million inflows, with Canada Aggregate Bond, Canada Government Bond and Foreign Bond lagging but still positive, while there were continued redemptions for sub-investment grade bonds and preferred share ETFs. With BlackRock filing a new application for a cryptocurrency ETF in the United States, renewed interest was seen in Canadian crypto ETFs in June. The asset class saw inflows of $337 million that posted a year-to-date net of just $35 million, having suffered redemptions earlier in the year. June had 10 new ETF launches with eight of them from BMO, one from Brompton, and one from Hamilton. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus, How John Nicola's share the pie philosophy will facilitate his phase down. What's stressing out high net worth clients right now? And is there any chance of a BOC rate pause or did the jobs data seal the deal? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.